On this episode of the Unsettled Hunter podcast, I speak with Barry Pottle from Rigolette Nunazi Boot. Barry is a photographer whose work documents and explores contemporary issues and realities facing urban Inuit populations. For links to Barry's work and some of his exhibitions, please check out our website and enjoy the episode. The food land. Yeah, the food. Uh, yeah, and the like. Yeah. So that was the other the other issue too about that is oh it, about about photographing and like just the artistic aspect mm. of um of like food or because that that's one certainly one aspect that is missing from even like the broader conversations of like hunting it really focuses on the very specific practice of it yeah which is yeah yeah and i agree and the science behind hunting as well i think i mean you know hunters don't necessarily just pick up and go, okay, I'm going hunting today. There's a whole thought process. From the experience I have and from the the folks I've talked to about the hunting practices and whatnot and what's involved and seeing, like, such as my brothers and my cousins and whatnot, it's not just you just go and get up and go. There's, to me, there's a, a science to it and it's based on experience, practices, knowledge and all that sort of stuff, right? So to me, it's just you just can't go up get up and go hunting i think to me there's a whole practice behind that and that's what i was not really looking at but from an inuit perspective from an urban inuit perspective the food land was more of the access to country food by inuit right because we live here in the city and we can't go hunt like we do back home uh, although some do i think uh, especially if they get permission from first nations to go on their land to hunt i don't think the practice is much there but the, the access to the country food is, is what I was looking at with respect to food land security, right? And from an artistic standpoint, I wanted to try and develop it into an art project given photography and the history of photography with Inuit and with art, Inuit art. I was trying to bridge that gap as well, trying to bring some notoriety, not notoriety, but some... I hate to awareness, but it is awareness, but some discussion, some imagery to that, right? Look, if you look at the research aspect from an urban Inuit perspective, when I started looking at this whole topic, not only food, but Inu urban Inuit as well, I found that the research and the knowledge and the information was lacking. If you look, compare and contrast First Nations, Métis, and Inuit in an urban context, I think urban Inuit information knowledge wasn't there or wasn't built upon, or what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, there was a lack of it, I think. So that's what I was trying to do as well. Or that's what I'm trying to do as well, right? Uh, yeah, so. I mean, when I first come here, when I first moved to Ottawa and when my kids were younger, from a hunting perspective, like I hunted back home on small game and that sort of stuff. So I don't have the full experience of being a hunter. I do have some, but, you know, that's a long, long time ago. But when I first came here and I first go into the park and that with the kids and skating and that, I used to say this thing. I used to duck hunt. Now I puck, puck hunt. So, you know, <laughs> looking for pucks and that, right? Yeah. So making that equation, right, to to some of the practices and what, just playing around with things in my mind and looking at some of the different relationships and experiences, right? And memories from back home, so. Interesting. Right, so, yeah. you know, I always put some spin on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows, right? Yeah. Um, because I know you. Yes. Um, before we get to one, do you want to just introduce yourself? Okay. Uh, <laughs> my name is Barry Pottle. Uh, I live in Ottawa for, I've been in Ottawa for 30 years probably, but I'm originally from Labrador in the Natsibut. Uh, my community is Riglet. Uh, I lived there for the first probably six, seven years of my life. And then my parents moved to Happy Valley Goose Bay uh, in Labrador. And that's where I spent most of my time growing up. And until I moved out of uh, Labrador in 83, 82, 83, somewhere around there. So. Um, and you came to Ottawa for work uh, or? 
Well, uh, actually, I was in Kingston first. I, I joined okay. the military. Okay. I was in the military very briefly. So this is how I came to uh, Ontario. There was no jobs back home at the time, very little jobs. And I moved from, I when I before I left Labrador, I signed up for the military, I think it was. And then I left Labrador to move to St. John's, Newfoundland. So I spent a couple of years there. And this is where I went from being a civilian to a military personnel. It joined uh, right from St. John, so I moved to Kingston. Uh, spent a year in Kingston in the military, didn't work out, uh, so I got out, and my wife ha had a brother here at the time, so she moved up, and we. when I got out, I moved over here, so that's how I became citizen of Ottawa, uh. <laughs> or resident of Ottawa, I should say, right? <laughs> so I've been here ever since. Okay. Right? Um, that's it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, because we kind of, I'll start the, the episode where kind of where we jumped off and yeah. um, we were talking about uh, food land security, which was Barry's uh, photo essay. Photo project. It's a photo project. Yeah. It's an art project. Uh, first and foremost, it's an art project. Uh, it's a bit of a research project as well, because I wanted to look at, I, I, I did a very, uh, uh, informal survey with some Inuit that I know in town and elsewhere who have lived in Ottawa. The, 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 the objective of Foodland Security was to highlight the ability or lack of ability to access country food by Inuit in the urban setting, right? So I've been in Ottawa for a very long time and going to various events in the community, Christmas parties, celebrations, and that sort of stuff, and talk to Inuit, other, my fellow Inuit from all over. The topic of country food or access to it was always there. And so I started looking at that in terms of a, a project, a photo project, number one, and to just bring some awareness to that topic and aspect and um, just to bring some some voices to that I think okay so I did it I was able to to because I want to step back a little bit before I got into photography as an art form I was doing it from a photo journalist perspective I'd bring my camera and I even I just fell right into photography I didn't even wasn't even planning on being a uh, a photographer or a photo artist whatsoever, right? I just fell into it. I got a camera way back when through Club Z points, <laughs> two million Club Z points. Right? <laughs> at the time, Sellers was getting rid of their Club Z points, I think, or they're closing, and so we go, oh, we've got to use them. So I managed to get a camera out of it, and this is where it really started, right? I was had no intentions of being an artist per se or a photographer per se. It just fell into it, right? And given my experiences, my 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 connections to the larger community here, I started looking at it, the urban situation and looking at some of the issues around that, what's affecting Inuit in the urban setting, how is it? How are things impacting them, such as food, such as language, uh, such as their cultural practices. And I took a conscious decision to look at food and so I started asking people about their situation of food. How did they get it? Where did they get it? And what does food mean to them? Because food and Inuit are very, it, it's, it's, there's no separation between, I think, between the two because it's such a cultural practice and it really defines who Inuit are, I think, at a certain point, right? Even if you're in an urban setting. So I wanted to look at that in terms of a, an art project, look at it in terms of, how I can take pictures of my fellow Inuit at feast, taking photographs of country food, whether it's berries, whether it's seal, whether it's caribou, uh, whether it's contemporary foods, because contemporary foods as well it plays an, an aspect into it as well as from a health perspective, right? I mean, we live in urban Canada and we can't access country food or berries or anything as we can back home, so that plays into it as well and the whole store-bought food issue as well right so the 
the health risks around that, such as diabetes, such as uh, high blood pressure, sugar, and all that sort of stuff. It's things you don't get f- through country food, right? So, so I started looking at it from an art perspective, right? So I started taking pictures of, of, of food, of people eating food. Not so much people eating food because I, I didn't want to be that intrusive. Although I'm Inuit, Inuit mm-hmm. and although I have a bigger community here, I still have to respect people's privacy and people's wishes and people's not wanting to do things or not wanting to to be intrusive, intruded on, I think. So I had still had to look at that. So it took a while for me to do this project. It took a while to to develop the photographs that I wanted to to sort of display and in doing so I was able to get I think it was 15 images out of that that I felt comfortable with and the quality good enough and it speaks to the topic right so yeah that's it on that one I think It's hard to give you a because of the history behind it, and and, and it's hard to give you. I think at times a very linear perspective, right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, it started with those. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh. I see those two up there. This is where this is that project there, the Eskimo identification uh, E numbers project. After I did that one. I was approached by the University of Seattle at Washington, the Canadian Studies uh, Center down there. They have an Arctic Research Center down there. And the executive director saw my work uh, in Decolonize Me, and she asked me if I have anything that would be pertinent to a conference they had going on at the time with respect to the Coast Guard, so both Canadian and, and U.S. Coast Guard and their collaborations and their working relationships and the Arctic policies around that, right, and the research around that. So she asked me if I had anything that would be in, of interest to her and to her her conference theme. So I suggest I'm working on this food line security project. Um, it's all about food and access to it. She goes, oh, interesting. So she, I sent her a bunch of images, and they liked it. So this is where it really came into being from a, from a – uh, uh, a research slash photo project to an actual exhibition, right? So, so that's where that came about and how it came about uh, back in two thousand, well, twelve, I think. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> so, that's a while ago now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it time sure flies. Eh? Yeah. It's like yeah, okay. This is like two thousand. I started photographing. I mean, probably, I think ten, nine, ten, eleven, twelve not really early on not really focusing on this project but just from a photojournalist perspective mm-hmm. and then this is really i started looking at uh, the art and art his art in the art context and challenging myself to to be a photograph photographer or photo artist so you you said you fell into photography yes thanks to zellers yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'll try to make a connection if it's tenuous or not. It doesn't mm. really matter. But uh, especially with hunting, sight isn't the mm. only sense that matters, but clearly seeing what's there, mm. um, sign, tracks, um, weather, weather patterns. Um, and, I mean, photography is, I mean, how I understand it, and please correct me, and that's kind of where I'm getting to the question <laughs> in terms of sight. So when you're taking a photo, what, what do you, I, I guess it's kind of a two part. What do you look for in a photo or do you like, do you look for a photo or do you just kind of see uh, the image with like when you're doing it? That's not an easy no, question it, or a straightforward it, one, but. Um, it, it depends. I think it depends on for me, my own particular way and, and how I got into it. I think it's having a project in mind and looking at, I think, how can I capture it? Uh, that's number one, sort of legible, legible and sort of coherent and something that makes sense. 
and I think it's with this Foodland Security project, I was very specific in what I wanted to take, more or less how and when and where Inuit are, are, are consuming country food. And and uh, just, I think, looking at the cultural practices around that and the sharing of it and how they actually get it and uh, the food and and their interactions not only with the the bigger community here uh, in, in Ottawa, the Inuit community, but the larger community as well, i.e. Ottawa itself, the organizations that are in town that are, are uh, Inuit uh, organizations and a mixture of both, and how and what are they doing in terms of supplying country food to the larger community and individuals themselves. So... Um, I've I know like when I first started looking at this whole idea of the concept of urban Inuit, I knew that there was a lack of voice by urban Inuit, a lack of knowledge, lack of lack of information, and and I think uh, from a photography standpoint and from an art standpoint, I knew there wasn't very much going on. I know we have a lot of artists, Inuit artists, who are working in a contemporary context and are doing really really wonderful things uh, both from a cultural perspective from an art perspective from from um, uh, Inuit life whether it's in the regions or from their communities or not and in the c- contemporary context and I just wanted to I identified that well there's really not nobody looking at I think urban Inuit from a f- photography standpoint and this is really where I started looking at things looking at what can and can't be achieved in terms of the issues the themes the research and the the I think the the visual perspective right so to answer your question and there's a long way around uh, it depends I think for me I have very specific because I know th- the world of urban Inuit I know there's there's a lot of opportunities to look at what's going on with respect to Inuit in a in a, in an urban setting, and I think there's a lot of opportunity to explore different themes that affect Inuit, and not only Inuit but the larger Canadian population as well, because we are a big part of that and maintain that relationship and try and promote our communities in that context as well. So. It depends. I mean, this food line was very specific after I started thinking about it, and it was, a very, first and foremost, an art project. So it's a long way around to yeah. answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I answered it, to be honest yeah, with you. That's fine. Huh? I don't know if I asked a question. I- <laughs> yeah, no, you did. I hear what you're saying. It's just I'm trying to give you some background on what, yeah. how I got to this project and to where we are today. I mean, I, have a, I was involved in Inuit art, from a curatorial perspective, from a research perspective, from going to school and getting a degree in Aboriginal studies and working in the field of Inuit art, art history. So I have that knowledge and that experience um, and awareness and uh, been in and out of the art community, uh, the Aboriginal Indigenous art community in Ottawa for a very long time. So having that experience and trying to gain a little more knowledge from a art perspective uh, has been I think uh, challenging but very very rewarding I think for me personally from a perspective of, of an artist I think it's I've been very fortunate to do some of the things I've been able to do from my art history Inuit art perspective right so I call my work what I, I mean people want labels on things right <laughs> uh, which is fine because it, it sort of brings that awareness and that heightened sense of reality to things as well I call what I do contemporary urban Inuit photography for lack of a title or okay. lack of putting it in some kind of format I guess so you know um, does has it worked? I guess so. Yeah, same. But you know, 
reminiscing and thinking of what or where I come from and to this point with respect to photography I think it's been very successful so I think I've reached my goal of of promoting photography uh, contemporary urban Inuit photography and uh, just trying to bring some more awareness to um, and some more art to that I think theme and overall Inuit art in Canada overall I think I'm just I mean Inuit art is dominated by prints drawings and sculptures and carvings which is fine I mean it's awesome right it's been a lot of really really good stuff going on and a lot of great artists come out of the north and in urban settings as well so uh, I don't know where it's going with that <laughs> I lost my thought for a second <laughs> Uh, but no, it's just so, you know, just challenging what Inuit art is. I mean, and from a photography standpoint, there's been a lot of, I think, no, not really a lot. There's very few people who've, Inuit who've been practicing and dabbling in, in photography over the last, well, since Inuit art has been around, I guess, and in the contemporary context. A very few who have been looking at photography and an, uh, as an art form as well. I mean, Peter Pitzerlach, Jimmy Manning or comes to mind. James Anderson, out of, the late James Anderson out of Labrador as well. And Nazi boot. So I'm just trying to bring some awareness, I think, and trying to develop it as an art form within the larger Inuit art context and, and uh, world, I think. So, and Foodland allowed me to do that. Because looking at it from an art standpoint, what is art? Is this art? <laughs> is this a fine art? What does it mean? Who can label it as a fine art? And what will art historians, Inuit art historians, say about that? How does it play to their overall goals and ambitions and promotion of Inuit art, right? So that's some of the things I look at. Some things I think about, and some of the things that really drives me to what I want to do. Do you focus on the in your when you're taking photos or when you're thinking of projects? Does it do the technical aspects of photography come into play, or do you kind of just you just I use the tool you have is it, the tool you use very I, early on because I know I'm not a trained photographer. Uh, I'm not a commercial photographer. I haven't gone to school with respect to photography and learning and studying it and whatnot and really looking at the technical aspect of it. And I really was focused on that early on in my, my uh, art practice. Uh, but then again, I started looking at it. This is like kind of like, not really well how can I put it <laughs> uh, I just stopped doing it after a while because I thought number one the cameras are so good these days I do digital photography the cameras are so good I think it allows me to uh, not focus on the technical aspect as much but uh, as the art practice as a conceptualization as the the framing of the image and looking at uh, what I really want to try and capture right so yeah early on I was like, worried about the technical aspect mm -hmm. I read my manuals I read some some books handbooks on photography and the practice of photography and uh, one or two other books and whatnot but then again I and I found out when I was in, in, a, in a setting where I wanted to do photography, it's a very in-the-moment thing. So it's really challenging to set it up technically, right, and try and do it beforehand. But because of movement, because of very fast-paced activities and events, it doesn't really allow you to set up the technical and be more of a technical uh, uh, artists per se right so the technical I rely mostly on my camera now because I know it will work and I do play I do play with lighting I do play with my uh, some of the the f camera features but more or less just I just uh, oh what's the word I'm looking for I 
not so focused on that anymore. It's more of the trying to capture what I'm trying to get at. Right. So the technical sort of t took a, a step back from it and more of what can I capture now? Hmm. Right. Like I don't do studio work. I'm not a, I don't do, I do mock-ups like, if you look at food line security, I did a, another one called, I did a, a, a mock feast in my backyard using all cans, yeah, like store-bought stuff. So a juxtaposition between, a country, between country food and store-bought food. I wanted to show the difference. Mm -hmm. So I deliberately took a bunch of my food from my cupboard, my cans, and I took all the labels off. And I got my ulu and uh, some empty cans that we've, uh, some of these products that we used. Uh, and I set up a, a, a mock feast along those lines. So, um, so that was very technically challenging uh, and uh, tried to get uh, some of the lighting right and whatnot and the, the conceptualization and the contrasting and all those wonderful technical things. Uh, behind it uh, but no I don't really rely on that aspect anymore because I think I got the confidence to do what I want to do and to to capture what I want to capture like I was talking about um, uh, the the colonize me and that stuff and the images on that so if you look at behind you those two images those two photographs there, they, this, they were done in my living room right here. Just Oh, yeah? Two, I think 2 o'clock in the morning or something. <laughs> so from a technical standpoint, yeah, it was, it's challenging, and I try and get it right, but it doesn't always work out. But sometimes it's a hit and miss at times, right? So, uh, And I've, over the last couple of years, I've really grown into... I think as an artist and trying to really focus on some of the things I really want to do uh, and some of the themes and some of the items and some of the, the, uh, the issues that, uh, that I want to capture. Uh, I think I've become a little more comfortable in doing that. And so I do have very specific themes in mind and I will uh, look at, uh, images or or uh, things around me in my environment that will speak to it. Like I'm looking at a project now on religion, and so okay. I would I'd be taking yeah, <laughs> not not so much as a argument per se because right. I know I know right away well, I'll lose that argument yeah. <laughs> right. So it's not it's more of a personal reflection. But I've been taking pictures of say churches. I've been taking pictures of stained glass. Very specific. Uh, uh, images in mind uh, and the technical yeah it can get challenging especially if you're in a church and the lighting is not there so you have to try and compensate for that and you have to try and compensate and use your camera's technical uh, attributes to the fullest right so it depends on, on, on what it is and where I've been looking at uh, the inuktitut uh, issue as well and the standardization of it I know ITK has, has come out and supported the standardization of Inuktut for the uh, uh, for the future use and and uh, and uh, what's the word uh, retention of it. So I've I've been looking at things that sort of if you look at the syllabics uh, and the writing system we have. So I've been looking at that as well, but a very specific and very challenging in terms of technical aspect as well. So those things are, are some things that play on my mind, but do I go out and say this is the technical aspect comes into play first? No. No. No, it's more of the art, I think, and the art practice and what is art and, and how can I show art in an urban context, right, using photography. Yeah. Right, so... And the hunting, if you look at Foodland, uh, the hunting and the technical aspects around it, and the, I think it's the cultural practices, the technical aspects of it, whether you're cleaning, somebody's cleaning a sale, butchering a sale, or preparing food for, for a feast or for their own personal consumption. 
I looked at it as well and, and challenged myself in terms of how can I capture somebody, somebody butchering a seal, preparing a seal for a seal or caribou or whatever food for consumption, right? At, whether it's at a feast or whether it's at a community event or, or for personal use, right? Consumption. So, uh, F- Foodland did challenge me on that in terms of, of uh, the technical aspect and the spacing as well. I mean, you know, I have to be mindful of people's personal space. Yeah. Although I'm in Inuk and I am in the community or lack of these days or the connections to it, I still have to respect that and I still have to find ways around that. So look at some of the f- images within Foodland. Some are close up, some are not. And the technical challenges around that especially if you have a, a, a community feast and there's a lot of people around and a lot of activities so it, it t- takes time and it can be challenging from a technical perspective as well but it worked out in the end yeah <laughs> mm. would you um yeah i know i preface every question with uh <laughs> whether it's a good question or not but you could uh, make it's just easier that way um would you consider your art or your work to be political do you have a or and i mean that again it's a it's a very open question but i think it um because i can remember um with the um, with the the tag series i i i feel that was you weren't, you weren't, I don't want to put words in your mouth mm. in there, but it wasn't, I think sometimes, or at least the discussions that I heard that, um, people were trying to figure out whether you, <laughs> if it was a statement that you were trying uh, like a overt political statement. So. No, it wasn't a overt political statement. No, because the tags, the Eskimo identification program or policy, whatever was in developed way back when, uh, I didn't go out and say this is a political statement whatsoever. I didn't. I tried to dismiss myself in in terms of providing my own personal thoughts on it because number one, I wasn't under that program. I don't think I, I don't think I have a right to do that. Although it it has its negative and positive connotations, I don't think I was in a right position to do that. And I didn't really want to do it. It is a soft political statement for sure, right? Uh, it. It's a recent history, and it's a very it's a it's a alive. The history is alive. It's in your face. It's affecting and has affected Inuit up to this day. It still does. That wasn't my point. My point was to bring awareness to a historical uh, uh, practice within Inuit world within the Inuit context. I really love politics. I really love social. Uh, social political topics and I do it from a very soft political statement mm. uh, so I'm still on the border on that in terms of being being um, being a, a political voice uh, yeah I really want to do other things that are, are, are political in, 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 in nature but also be mindful and respectful of the of the situation of the people and of the uh, community, right? So, uh, I'm not an activist or a a protester per se. No, I just it's not in me. But I think through photography and through what I'm trying to do, it allows me to bring that voice out, right? Um, Foodland is more of a social, political, uh, the political thing, political point of view. It's from, I think. From a larger Canadian perspective, I think is why are you limiting us to, to not be able to serve food in events at events without really having the proper health uh, uh, licenses and and uh, everything around serving food. I think some of the challenges around that as well in terms of 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 the Canadian. Uh, institutions say if you wanted to do an event and you have to clear waivers and clear passages to bring country food in into a, a say an institution such as the national gallery or excuse me whatever you have those rules and regulations around it so you really can't 
the health risks are there and people are very aware of it and they're very conscious in terms of of what you can and cannot cannot do from a serving and preparation perspective right so i look at that in a very soft political voice uh i've always been interested in uh, always been interested in politics and the social aspect in life so i'm trying to bring that political social voice to it as well right so but not overtly i try and maintain some kind of objectiveness to it but you know <laughs> it's hard to yeah. do hard to do when you really it really affects you at certain times right so but um do i call myself a political artist no not really do i call myself i have a social conscious of course but <laughs> it's more about bringing things to light challenging myself as an individual and challenging i think mainstream society to be aware of what's going on be aware of that there are anyway in in urban settings and and be mindful of it and just to bring that voice to the fore i think from a research and from an artistic standpoint this is what i'm trying to do at times and i looked at and because if you look at inuit if you look at inuit history inuit society and art and from an urban perspective i think we've had i see a lot of opportunities in doing a lot of different things and tackling a lot of different things and uh sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't uh but that's the that's the fun part of it is to challenge yourself as an individual artist i think first and foremost uh and also just to bring that i think added information and knowledge to the i think the overall bigger picture if it helps great if it doesn't at least you tried or <laughs> at least it's there right yeah and just to make people and you got oh, some good pictures well thank you yes thank <laughs> you. well let's practice right yeah. <laughs> practice 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 but i also find out nobody else is really doing this from what i can see right mm -hmm. i mean there's also just a lot of people doing a lot of wonderful things from a photography standpoint i mean there's a lot of lot of people doing wonderful things um as I mentioned, Jimmy Manning, and then there's uh, David Killebook, there's Ryan Winters out of Labrador, there's, uh, oh, who else? Sarah Jack out of Labrador, uh, Samantha Jock, there's uh, Holly Anderson, uh, Jenny Williams, uh, there's a couple of individuals out of Nunavik as well. And I've noticed over the last couple of years, I guess it's just the availability of photography and, and whatnot. Uh, I see a lot of people picking up the camera and photographing things, whether it's hunting, whether it's in the community, whether it's artist historically related. I see it's very alive and very, very active and at times very creative. So it's it's come along. I think it's come along over the last four to five years in terms of more dialogue, especially country food and access to country food, not only in in the the Inuit regions, but also in urban settings as well, and I think with climate change and with um, what's going on, hunting practices, uh, migration changes with the animals and whatnot, and overhunting or or whatever is going on in terms of of, of things affecting the hunters and Inuit uh, uh, subsistence practices just bringing that awareness to it and 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 just trying to i think add a voice to that i think uh, and to trying to understand what's going on and hopefully improve it over the, over the next mm, i don't know 10 15 20 years take let's take the moratorium on caribou hunting in labrador it's been going on i think five years now and i did one piece called uh last supper and it's caribou head in a in a bowl and I call it Last Supper because I don't know if I'll ever eat caribou from Labrador again. It's mm -hmm. the ideas of what's affecting hunters, what's affecting the food supply, and what's affecting uh, access to that food, right? So some things I look at as well, and it all, it's all, I think, intertwined with respect to your topic of hunting and, and uh, the practices around it and who's doing what and, and the issues around that as well, right? I mean if you i know from hearing 
uh, Inuit in the regions, uh, both from a personal perspective, from a community perspective, it's still very expensive to go out on land to hunt. You still need the the tools and the the equipment to do to go hunt, and it's very expensive, and a lot of people can't afford it at times. And it also plays into the food land thing because it 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 talks about how do we get food where do we get food from from our communities our organizations and how do we get it here right and uh is it good quality isn't good quality uh, and what's available what's not available so it all plays into i think my thoughts my ideas and my creativity from a, a theme-based project or just my own personal wanting to know and just exploring things if that makes any sense oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? um i've asked you a lot about the past <laughs> or your previous works yeah um what do you uh if you if you uh want to what are you working on now or what's the what are your ideas for future oh, lots projects of ideas. <laughs> i think it's more of exploring what can and cannot be what what are the issues facing us these days there's language there's food like you said there's the political aspect there's the the religious aspect everything everything that's that's affecting Inuit and First Nations and Métis a bigger picture as well it's, it's it's what can I look at and what can I capture using using the camera I mean I'm looking at right now I mentioned this show called It's Complicated with uh, Ottawa Ontario 7 they asked me to be part of it uh, looking at Canada's 150 and the relationship right and because we know that that Canada's 150 has a lot of negative, uh, I think, views from First Nations, Métis, and Inuit in Canada. A lot of, I think, from an Indigenous voice, they really don't look at Canada as 150 as a celebration, given the history, context, and and um, policies and programs that have affected Inuit First Nations and Métis right from the first start, like residential schools, uh, number one, has a, has has had a big impact, uh, and as well as I guess the land issues uh, being recognized as as individuals, communities, and organizations and cultural groups in Canada. Uh, it's not a lot from what I've been hearing over the last little while it's, it's not really the celebratory mood in, in, in our communities and how are we how are we responding to that and I looked at this project here I looked at the history of of Newfoundland and Labrador and Canada and the relationships from that or lack of and I tried to do it in a what I call a photo uh, biographical a photo photo oh what's the word I had it the other day no there's I can't I come up with a word photobiographical sort of looking at it from a autobiographical but putting it in in, in a pho photography perspective so photobiographical I looked at in terms of that as well in terms if you look at the history of Labrador, it, when we joined Newfoundland, when Newfoundland and Labrador joined Confederation in 49, uh, I looked at that and I looked at the whole idea of, of the phrase going up to Canada. So anybody who had left Newfoundland and Labrador before 1949 and as well as after because it still affects people, uh, the, the decision to join Confederation. Uh, I looked at that because I heard of that phrase and I looked at it and I goes, how can I make that into an art project? And this show is complicated, really gave me the, the inspiration and the motivation to create something that really reflects that. So I'm looking at the whole idea of, of not only myself, but everybody else who actually left Newfoundland Labrador to come up to 
what was known as Canada at the time, and it is still Canada, mind you, but, you know, and that's this is where the autobiography comes into play as well, because it's my own, uh, I guess, views and looking at why I left Newfoundland Labrador as well, right, to come up here to look for work and whatever. So I looked at that in terms of the relationship between us, between our communities and leaving and being in Canada per se, right? So this is some of the things I look at. I mean, that's one project I'm working on. And I mentioned religion as well, but not religion is more of a personal perspective on what religion means, how it affects and what, what are the effects of it. So it's not a, it's not, I don't really want to argue about it because I know that argument will probably fall on deaf ears at times because religion is a, such a very personal, very hot topic. So I, I was looking at it from uh, the Inuit history perspective, trying to incorporate some of that into it and looking at what has and where has religion played an effect on not only my life but uh, or lack of, but the larger Inuit community as well. So, you know, I'm also looking at oh, what else? Language, uh, Roman orthography, uh, standardization of Inuktut. I'm looking at developing a project on that. I'll call it a, a standardization series. It's just taking the 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 syllabics that was developed uh, way back when by missionaries as a language for Inuit because we didn't have a, a written language at the time uh, so it was developed uh, through I think the Cree uh, writing system it was adopted for for Inuit usage so and also looking at it in terms of a political statement of standardizing it because our leadership and our organizations say that it will if you standardize it it will be retained and used so so that's another project i'm working on uh, it depends i mean this the the field is so wide open it, it as i mentioned early on i started looking at it from what's out there what's affecting urban inuit and what is urban inuit and what can and cannot be done from an art standpoint from a social standpoint from a political standpoint uh, albeit very soft, I just wanted to challenge myself and see what can and cannot be done using a camera. And it's still very tricky because it's the camera has its limitations, whether you're in it out in the country, whether you're just in the yard, or whether you're in here trying in in your home or studio trying to develop uh, uh, things that. Uh, from a from an art practice, uh, just doing mock-ups, doing uh, uh, sort of the not really the installation, but it's the I think the the ability to create things such as um, uh, look looking at letters, looking at uh, the the standardization of Inuktitut, looking at syllabics and finding things. Let's say. E-I-O-U, which is uh, uh, one of the, uh, the, the syllabics in our, in our alphabet, if you want to call it. So looking at that in terms of sort of like a triangle, a, the E-U-I is like a sort of triangle, right? Uh, I have, it's hard to show you <laughs> on, on this, but I could show you some images. I could send you some images. Looking in, in the, the natural world as well as man-made world, looking at objects that really reflect and look at if it um, um, looks like alphabets, looks like the syllabic. So I'm just trying to bring those things into context and what I can and cannot do from a from a theme based, from a art based, and from a a uh, topic based, I think uh, perspective. So lots of different things. Lots. So of you're busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's all about conceptualization. I do a lot of conceptual. Uh, my work is a lot of, a lot of con conceptualization, a lot of concepts. I think about it a lot, right? Uh, and then I'd look at the con can I, can this concept really be photographed? 
So the challenges around that, technical aspects around that, what can, cannot be done, and how can I do it, and how can I bring it out in a photograph, right, and make it uh, uh, quality enough to display it somewhere, right? And also is trying to find a voice or an avenue to bring that out as well. I find it very challenging. Uh, if you look at the galleries, if you look at the institution, I think you have to try and find your way and trying to find contacts, networks, and people who are interested in that sort of thing who can bring it out, right? Like Foodland. It wouldn't happen unless I had a conversation with my friend Nadine, who is the, the um, oh, she's the executive director, I think, or the managing director of the the Canadian Studies program down at the University of, of Washington, yes, Seattle, Seattle. So what if it wasn't for those kinds of connections and those kinds of dialogues, some things may not have come to fruition. But I think it's it's how you explore, how you connect, and what kind of projects you want to work on and how does that fit into the overall scheme of things right i know right now the national gallery is very they have revamped their 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 space to include indigenous art in the the, the fold of canadian art itself so which is good but what can you how can you add how can i add to that conversation how can i add to that dialogue and to that that, that i think in the sphere of what's available, what's not available, right? So, and how can I improve upon that? From art historical perspective, from anywhere art perspective, what does that mean in in the world of Inuit art? Is it obtainable? Is it affordable? Is it uh, available, or can it be available? And what does it mean to Inuit art overall? I think it's just challenging. I mean, from a f f photography perspective, and uh, I always said that photography has never been a, uh, a genre within Inuit art. So this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring up that genre and Foodland Security allowed me to do that to a certain extent. It allowed, it allowed me to be creative. It allowed me to, to look at what is art and how can I fit in the, into the canon of Inuit art overall uh, at the national, international, and local level, right? Okay. So it's all about exploring your limitations and exploring how you can bring things to, I think, to a visual presentation and a written presentation as well, right? So, I mean, I have a history. I have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience within Inuit art, within art itself. So I'm just trying to build up on that and explore and challenge myself from art historical art history perspective and an art practice perspective so and foodland was one of those right so well i think i've intruded on your time oh, well, that's <laughs> long fine. enough so. <laughs> all right thanks thank you well, thank you very much i appreciate it